What's up, everybody? This is Edgar Martin from the Q&E Podcast, just bringing you this message that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It could be sports, entertainment, or anything else that you feel people might want to listen to. Once again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, Podgo. You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? Well, come and get it, goddammit! You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? Well, come and get it, goddammit! Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Q&E Podcast. You hear your boy Q Hicks right now. I got Eggert right beside me. Eggert, tell the people what's good. Welcome to a nostalgic episode of the Q&E Podcast. We're going to take a trip down memory lane to see if y'all sports fans really keep in touch with y'all true sports movies. Yes, sir. So if this is your first time listening to the Q&E Podcast, we talk about primarily sports, but we also talk about entertainment like we do in these pods. We have already done the last dance reviews, so definitely go check those out. And we also talk about current events, so definitely rock with us. So like Edgar said, this is another sports. We're talking about sports documentaries. We're talking about our favorite sports movies. So we're just going to dive right into it. Edgar, I'm going to let you go first. We're doing top fives for 30 for 30s and for our favorite movies. All right, so we're going to start off with the 30 for 30s. My top five ESPN 30 for 30s are... The Allen Iverson story. I don't remember the exact titles of those crossovers. Some cro- crossover. So mm-hmm. uh, forgive me if I just don't remember the name of it. But crossover, the Allen Iverson documentary. Uh, I just love. It's my number one because Allen Iverson was just such a prolific and iconic basketball player. He set the trend and set the. He set the. Uh, what's the word? He changed the culture of basketball and really brought that hip hop element to the game that hadn't really been seen before, the braids, the tattoos, the, 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 the wristbands on the elbows and everything, you know what I'm saying? So he really, like, made that as popular as it could have been. But not only was it about that, it told you his backstory, exactly. where, where he started in Virginia <laughs> and the upbringing that he had, how he almost didn't even get a chance to exactly. play college ball at Georgetown and then get to the NBA. Like, it tells you about his quote-unquote criminal history, even though it, it wasn't really his fault, in my whole opinion. Whole bowling alley incident. Yeah, a whole, a whole incident that he was just a part of that he got the bitter end of, you know what I'm saying? But if you haven't seen that crossover documentary on 30 for 30, on 30 for 30, you should definitely check that out. So that's my number one. My number two is the uh, Steve Bartman incident with the Chicago Cubs. That's my number two. And Randy Moss of... Uh, uh, Rand University. Rand University. That's my number three. My number four is the U, part one and part two. The U, like the, the University of Miami. I'm a Florida. Hey, y'all see me. I'm a Florida Gator. I, I go to school at UF. Yeah. I'm a diehard Gator. But those Miami Heat teams, the 80s and the early 2000 teams, like the hurricane teams, yeah. like, man, the Miami teams were something serious. Like, just to see how going to the hood can get you the best players nine times yeah. out of ten. It was just great to see something like that. And then rounding out my top five for 30 for 30 since the Fab Five. Everybody know Michigan, the baggy shorts era. Everybody know Jalen Rose came up with them boys, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just the, the whole star-studded Fab Five and the culture that they set with basketball from the way that the players dressed to the way they 
carry themselves and tried to really show everybody, hey, we deserve to get money. Like, if we're looking at people wearing all our stuff, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So they, they really put an emphasis on and the you're players. And you talking about players up. that changed the culture, bro. Yeah. They was the first people to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, young people, they playing. Like, right. a lot of people in that time was not freshmen playing, like, real minutes. Like, exactly. you know, starting for Final Four caliber teams. Like, right. they changed the culture, man. They really implemented something. They implemented the baggy jeans. Yeah. Not baggy jeans, but the, the baggy, baggy shorts. shorts. Right. You know what I'm saying? They had black socks. So, and like Edgar said, with the wanting to get paid, they looking in their store and they mm-hmm. see everybody buying their shirts because – they changing the culture and they ain't getting damn penny. You know what I'm saying? So, Fab Five was definitely one of them. That's my top five. The crossover, the Chicago Cubs, Steve Bartman uh, documentary, Rand University, the U, and Fab Five. That's my top five 30 for 30s. That shit's solid, bro. That shit's solid. So, let me, my number one is the Unguarded documentary. So, if a lot of people don't know about this one, this is one that came out when 30 for 30, like, just started, man. It came out in, like, 2011, I want to say. And it was about this man named Chris Heron. He was from, I want to say it was Fall River, Massachusetts. He was a hooper. He ended up going to Boston College. He was a real hooper in the biggies. He was getting off. He was a freshman sensation, but he got caught up in the drugs and stuff like that, the painkillers, the opioids, the things like that. And his career really started to go downhill. He got kicked out of Boston College for the painkillers and everything. He ended up transferring to Fresno State. After Fresno State, uh, I think he played his senior year. He was hooping, but once again, he got caught up in the drugs before. He even went to rehab while he was at Fresno State. He still couldn't get over the painkillers. He ended up going to the NBA, still getting – he was still like every time, everywhere he went after high school, he was getting caught up in the same thing, the painkillers. Like I said, he was from Massachusetts. He ended up getting drafted by the Boston – or by the Denver Nuggets, but traded to the Boston Celtics. So, obviously, he's back home in his hometown lifestyle. You already know how that be. Once yeah. you're caught up around the same home, you see the people you see on the streets. Everything is attainable because you grew up around his lifestyle. And once he came back home, bro. Not after your environment. Exactly. Once yeah. he came back home, everything was there and accessible. So, he went, fell back into the, the painkiller lifestyle, man. And it was just really about him overcoming the drugs and becoming, like, a motivational speaker after every all of his downfalls. Because, like I said, He'll reach a peak when he was in college, and then he'll, you know, say, get caught up in the drugs. He'll reach a peak once again in college. He like he's going to be something in the NBA, and then he gets caught up in the drugs once again. And it just tells you his journey, you know what I'm saying, of how he got to where he is today. And it's a part one and a part two for that, uh, that documentary. It just came out last year, the part two for it. He was talking to, like, a bunch of kids about his story and things like that. That's my favorite one, man. It's just like an emotional, it's an emotional uh, connection when, about that story. It's probably not the best 30 for 30, but it's one that really hit home when you watch it, man, because it's like, especially the product of the environment type of thing, especially right. when you come back home. It's like, man, you come back home, you think that's a good thing at the same time because you're around fam, yeah. but it's like, man, it really ain't that good because you're you around the people that really ain't no good for you. You're around where it all started. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. And also, when you're making money, what people around you want. You know what I'm saying? The people that you grew up with. The people with. that you grew up around, they're looking at you like, oh, you back. You can help out. You exactly. So they, they was feeding yeah. for money. And all of that led to a depression where he wanted to fall back into it, man. So definitely check out that Unguarded documentary. Like I said, that was my favorite one. Like Edgar said, the U part one and part two, those hurricane teams, like Edgar said, bro, top tier. And that time, that was probably, uh, like I said, that wasn't my first one because on guard it was, but the U was probably the best one cinematically. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I didn't know a lot about the U. I'm somebody who was born in 98, and I didn't know a lot about the 90, the early 90 teams and things like that. 
But once I've seen those documentaries, I'm just yeah. learning for myself and I've seen it for myself. I'm like, damn, that's some of the best shit I've seen, bro. So that's definitely yeah. number number two. Benji, the Benji documentary, man. That is about, he was basically D-Rose before D-Rose. So he was somebody who was like the number one player in the country in the 80s. And he was in Chicago, ended up getting killed, unfortunately, before he was going to uh, go off to college. I want to say it was his senior year. Yeah. Got killed in his senior year before he even got off to college. But he was the number one player. You know what I'm saying? It was just like a career cut short, man, because you don't know what he could have been. He was, was literally, like, on the path to being D-Rose before D-Rose. That's what I'm saying. And, yeah. and it kind of reminded you, not on the same extent, but of a Lamb Bias, because you just didn't know his potential. You feel right. what I'm saying? Like, Lamb Bias, like, everybody says it now, like, man, he could have been better than MJ. We don't know what Lamb Bias could have been, because his potential was crazy. And he was going to a Celtics team that we don't know what he would have been. But obviously, we know what happened with the cocaine and his unfortunate passing. Same thing here. We don't know what he would have been, but he had to jump. He had the all-around game. So the it was, athleticism. You feel what I'm saying? So Everything. you don't know where he could have went from there. So, man, Benji was another one, emotional connection. That's another one. Fab five, like I said. That's, I feel like that's everybody got that, that's, that has yeah. to be everybody. That has to be everybody. Five, that's, five, five, yeah. five. I feel like the you and Fab five got to be in everybody's top five. For, for real, sure. For, real. for sure. Fab mm-hmm. five was one of, the, one of the best ones as well. And the Trojan War is in my top five as well. That's the USC story. Yep. And they tell you the USC, like, when they was really popping with the Reggie Bush, with the Pete Carrolls, with the Lindell Whites, and all that. Like, they give you that story, how that all came together. And they also tell you about the downfall as well when everybody tried to get out of there. They tell you mm-hmm. about Pete Carroll leaving before the violation. Yep. They tell you about Reggie Bush and his violations and stuff like that. And that's, and that was, that's what really opened my eyes to how they treated Reggie Bush and how – they treated Pete Carroll and like the dichotomy between the two was like, damn, the Pete Carroll was a lot, was a big part of the violations as right. well. Like it wasn't it just was like he he got out of that just in time. He got out of that just to where he slid under the radar with a lot of that stuff. So. Exactly. And Reggie Bush caught a lot of the brunt of it when really he was just playing. He was just doing his thing. Jesus. He took he took money. Obviously, that's not what you're supposed to do. He took money, but it's like, man, he gave you he gave that university so much, man. Yeah. And it still it, it was it was a sad. Yeah. Sad, took that man Heisman away. Yeah, man. The, but the reason why unguarded like hits that emotional spot for you, I feel like the Chicago Cubs Steve Bartman story. I feel like that hits an emotional spot for me because it's like, first off, I feel like a lot of MLB stuff don't get that much love when we when we talk about thirty for thirty. So at, at least from what I I see and from the people I talk to, I don't really hit too many people give MLB documentaries that much love. So seeing that thirty for thirty and how. Bartman was literally like outcasted from the city of Chicago. Yeah. Like that was crazy, bro. I get it. What he did was stupid, but the death threats he was getting, the the emails and the phone calls, the fact that he literally had to have witness protection and pro- mm-hmm. police custody of himself, exactly. like for years and years and years, like all the way into the mid two thousands, damn near. Yeah. Like, and that happened. That happened, uh, no, 2000. no, I'm saying it happened in the early 2000s, but two, 2010s, like into, uh, yeah. into the mid 2010s, like they happened 2003 all the way to the mid 2010s to the 2016 season when the Chicago Cubs won after 108 years of no championships. Like they gave him a ring and the organization formally apologized wow, to him yeah. for everything that happened. Yeah. So it was, it was just good to like, see something like that you know what i'm saying and you got to put yourself in that position as well because it's like when you're that close to a foul ball wasn't it a playoff game it was a playoff, it was a playoff game. it's a playoff the, game the cubs had a, it was a game six the cubs were i forgot who the cubs were playing but it was game six 
of the National League Conference Championship. And I forgot what outfielder was running to the stands for the ball, but the ball was still in play. It was still in play to be caught. Bartman leaned down. It was a bunch of other fans doing the same thing. It was just he happened to be the one fan to touch the ball and mess up the entire outfield play to where the Cubs could have won because the Cubs would have had two outs at that point. And all they would have needed was, I think, they would have just needed one more yeah. inning. Yeah. Uh, not not just one more out, but they would have just one needed more one more inning oh. to, to end the game. And that would have been it. But that kept the um, – damn, who are they playing? I got to look up who they were playing. But yeah. it kept the opposite team in yeah. the game for the rest of that inning. And yeah. they ended up getting the runs that they needed to force a game seven. Yeah. And they ultimately end up winning that um, series. So yeah. it, it, was, it was crazy. Y'all should really watch that. And there were some other ones. I just watched the Bruce Lee and the one that came out last Sunday, which was the Sammy Sosa and uh, Sammy Mark Sosa, McGuire. Mark McGuire. Sammy and, Sosa, Mark McGuire, and Bruce Lee. Exactly. Yeah. So the Bruce Lee one, I did not know Bruce Lee died at 32, bro. For some reason, I thought he died in his late 30s or his early 40s. But the fact he died when he was 32, it really takes you on the path of his journey of coming from Hong Kong and coming over to the U.S. when he was 18. He came over to the U.S., at 18 years old with $100, man. Like, and he basically had to make it. His pop sent him over here because he was trouble, having trouble in Hong Kong. And he really made it do, you know what I'm saying? He took that Kung Fu thing to the next level, man. And that is called Be Water. So if you want to check that out, it's on Hulu right now. It's available on Hulu. It was the uh, Florida Marlins. That's, Florida that's Marlins. who the Cubs were And the Marlins ended up winning the, the, the championship. Baby. Right, right, right. Yeah. So check out the Be, the Be Water and the Sammy Sosa. I forgot what that one was called. Long Gone Summer. That was called Long Gone Summer. I thought they were going to dive more to the steroid type of thing because that's what they're really known for. Yeah. If you don't know Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, they hit, like, the most home runs in, before Barry Bonds. They hit the most home runs ever. I want to say Mark McGuire hit 70, and Sammy Sosa hit 66 in the 98 season. Obviously, everybody back then was taking steroids, and it wasn't even an illegal drug back then. Uh, to everybody's knowledge, but it's obviously a bad substance now, and they really just take you through that season. I thought they were going to dive more into the drugs, but they really didn't. They put that to a side and just showed you the greatness of that season. Because in, ni- in 1994, the MLB was really at a downfall. Like It was like the sport really wasn't as popular as it used to be. They were coming off the – And basketball was just – incline at mm. that point to where it was like basketball became the number one sport in the country at that moment mm. especially with MJ doing everything exactly. he was doing like I, I think that was around the time he was especially retiring yeah, yeah retiring exactly but, yeah it was even with him leaving the game basketball was up here and baseball was just all the way still at a low yeah so. it was still one of the biggest pass times but it was it was it was losing its momentum like I mm-hmm. said like the basketball was really picking up the momentum and baseball was starting to go downhill. But that season picked it up because it was so exciting seeing Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa hit all these hope runs. And it was like a competition all the way to the end of the season to see who would hit the most. You feel what I'm saying? So that was definitely a good one as well. And I just watched the Lance documentary, Lance Armstrong documentary. Hey, that was another good one. So they really dove They really dove in. I don't want to spoil it, but they really dove – y'all know what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really dove into, like, the allegations of – Lance Armstrong, you know what I'm saying? And everything he did involving the doping and things like that when it comes to his, his bicycling. And I like how they did that. I thought, it, I thought that's how it was going to be when it was Mark McGuire. Yeah. But it's, that's how it was when it was Lance. They really dove deep into that, man. So shout out to them. One more. I, I, get, I got to put an honorable mention now. 
for the 30 for 30s. The Marinovich Project. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. It's about Todd Marinovich. He was a left-handed quarterback. He was like a robo. They was calling him like a robo QB coming out of high school. He was being trained by his dad to be like the prototypical quarterback. He was 6'4". He was like out of California. He ended up going to USC. He was supposed to be the next big thing, and he really fell downhill. And he, he was built up to be this prototypical quarterback. He was built up to be like this Greek god in a way. But so much pressure was put on him at a yearly age that he really faltered. Uh, he ended up getting drafted by the Raiders in the first round. He was like a big-time quarterback for a long time. He wasn't a big-time quarterback, but he was a big-time name yeah. in California for a long time. But the pressure ended up faltering on him. But that's another good one I would, uh, what I would uh, recommend. What's another one? Bo knows. Bo knows about Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo knows is another so, yeah. one, bro. So it's a lot of it's a lot of. I it's was a rolling, lot of yeah, I was just 30s. about to say, bro. You can. I was scrolling down all the thirty mm -hmm. for thirties today. It, it's a lot. It's a it's lot, lot of good ones. Like you really can't go wrong with any of these thirty for thirties, bro. All of them are good. Uh, yeah, bro. Shout out to everybody who makes it. Bro. Uh, let's move on to the favorite sports, sports movies. movies. So, all right. Now we talk about sports movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. top five. Sports movies of all time. Remember the Titans at number one. Remember the Titans are number one for me because I just feel like, first off, you got Denzel just being Denzel. You know, you got the number one actor at that time in the world just giving you the performance of a lifetime and the racial message in that movie about how a team, two different schools integrating and bringing black and white students together and in that coach's first season there, basically where you have to either get championship or bust, like, they did the impossible. They went undefeated and won the championship. Like, it was, it was crazy. Like, and throughout all of that battling racial inequality, battling fights on the team, like, you know, like, you got teammates not agreeing with each other just off the premise of we don't have the same skin color, but coming together by the end of the movie, actually forming a brotherhood like you're supposed to do with a sports team. You know, so that that was just really why that's my number one movie of all time. The acting was great. The message was great. And the fact that they really stuck true to the story. Like, you know how sometimes some stories that are based on true stories, they fabricate way too much. Yeah. There was little fabrication with that movie. Like, mm -hmm. everything stuck true for the most part. Uh, number two for me, Coach Carter. Another great uh, – it was a lot of great editors in that movie, actually. Yeah. But Samuel Jackson doing his thing. Coach Carter with that team from uh, Richmond, California. Just going all the way to the championship, they lost. But just yeah, showing the journey of that team, how he turned that complete culture of that team around, being from trash to one of the top teams in the state at that point. Uh, I want to say this though. Yeah, I watched the way back movie that came out with Ben Affleck this past year, bro. Mm -hmm. That movie was literally a white coach Carter, bro, really? to the detail, to the T. It was a white coach Carter, bro. I'm not lying to you, bro. Well, it actually, it it couldn't have been. Because, well, unless, like, in Coach Carter, they didn't explain, like, the coach's troubles that he went through. That's, that's the, that was the only difference. But I'm talking yeah. about in terms of the team. Oh, in terms like, of the team. Like, the team oh, yeah, was I, bad. I got, I got when he know. got there, yeah, he they went up. But, they, yeah, they really dove more into the coach's trials. And, and Coach Carter, they dove more into the schoolwork. And, like, the students was more of the, you know what I'm saying, yeah. the, the main thing. But then way back, it was more of the coach's journey and things like that. But it was the same, the same premise at the same time. I, I had a feeling that it was kind of going to be like that. Yeah. Number three for me, Space Jam. Uh, Michael Jordan, Buzz Bunny. Like, I, I don't know how you can get better than yeah, that. Monst right. The Monstars, uh, seeing all the classic Jordans throughout the movie and all the highlights. Like, it was just, 
It, it don't need no explanation. What about it's, Mr. Swaghammer as well? Oh, yeah, Mr. Swaghammer. Freddie Krause. Oh, <laughs> Jerry Krause, my fault. Jerry Krause. <laughs> uh, number four, Pride. A lot mm. of people I don't think have seen Pride. Terrence Howard and Bernie Mac, R.P. Bernie Mac. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who else is in that movie? Um, Evan Ross. Uh, it, it's a lot of actors that names I just don't remember. But it was a very good movie. If you have not seen that movie, it's about a black swim team from Philadelphia during the 70s, I believe. And they they really turned their rec center into one of the most profound swimming areas in Philly. And they're still going to this day. So it's, that's a really good movie to watch. And number five for me, Glory Road, the story about Western Texas College in the 1996 championship season that they won against Kentucky. That is yeah. one of the best sports movies I have ever seen. Yeah. Bobby Joe Hill and the rest of them boys, like it, it was crazy to see what they could do for real. Hey, Derek Luke did his thing in that yeah, movie, though. He did. Derek Luke did his thing, bro. So shout out to Luke. Uh, let me let me get my list up. I know number one was definitely Coach Carter for all the reasons Edgar said, bro. It's 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 real simple for me. I feel like if we get the as the black community or the movie that gets shown the most is the love and basketballs, mm-hmm. but that's that's not really what we like the they, most. They showing Coach Carter a lot now. They showing oh, they the Coach. They okay. they showing it more than what okay. they used to. Okay, I was about to say because that's really our our best one. I what I consider the best black sports movie of all time. Coach Carter definitely has to be up there. Glory Road is number two for me, bro. Just basically what Edgar said, man. The journey they took, they, the racial that component that was inside. Cause like this was the 60s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that was even more racial than Remember the Titans. Exactly, honestly. bro. Yeah. This was like right after civil rights time. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so, Actually, it was, it was during it. During it. Was, it was during the 60s, yeah. So it was during it. Hey, so you already know the racial component, you know what I'm saying? Getting bullied and things like that. You already know how it was. Different bathrooms. Literally blood splattered in their hotel rooms. Fighting in the bathrooms. Yep. Yeah, it was it was, it was a wild, crazy. It was a wild time. Uh like Mike number three, bro. We all put it in the five. Yes, bro. Like bro, like Mike number three, bro. I was gonna give it the honorable mention. Yeah, bro. I put like I put like Mike in there, bro, because come on, it's like it's like bro, Mike. little Bow Wow did his thing, and we don't give it Child Moss the respect he. he I'm, not, I'm he never calling him Child Moss. I'm just calling him Bow Wow. Whatever. Nah, I, I call him both. We don't give Child Moss the respect he deserves just for being a child actor. It don't matter what he's done since then, bro. What he's done as a child rapper, child actor, and everything he did as a jit. Come on, bro. like Mike, legendary. I ain't gonna lie, Bow Wow, real corny now. But yeah. he was that dude. That's he was what I'm saying. Even Back as a then, rapper. Even as a rapper when, when Bow Wow was That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he was that, bro. That he was that dude. And that I, movie. I say after 25, I was like, yeah, I ain't trying to listen to Bow Wow no more. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. But everything before 25, oh, yeah. You, everybody listen to Bow Wow. If you, say, if you sit here and say you ain't like Bow Wow before he turned 25, you just lying. Bow Wow was that nigga. Let me hold you <laughs> down like a rim ass supposed to. Come on, no. Like Mike. Morris Chestnut, Morris Chestnut did his thing. Yeah, he did. And there was so many stars in that movie. Yeah, Vince Carter. Who else you had in there? Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. Jason Kidd. Gary the Glove Payton. Dirk Nowitzki. Showing uh, out. Calvin Cambridge. But there was dunking all niggas. Oh, my I think Doris Burke was in there, too. She probably was. Yeah, Doris Burke was in there. Bro, it was like, it was so relatable because we wanted to be in that position. Yes. And that's why we started really kissing our shoes, too. Because we seen it in the movie. Make that me. Make, Make me, me like, like my yeah, yes, bro. Literally. You seen it like movie? I had a Calvin Cambridge jersey. I know That's it was high. I had a Calvin Cambridge jersey. Was I was high. so mad when I got too big. 
Yeah, man. Unfortunately, like Mike too was trash. But yeah, yeah I don't know why they tried to do that. Yeah, like, was that was trash. that was a terrible, terrible Damn, thing to do. I hate that. It was so low budget. Yeah. It was street ball. <laughs> I was like, this is some hard to glow travels. Yeah, like, it, it was. Like, I didn't like Mike too. They allowed traveling. I was like, oh. <laughs> like he just I took like eight it. steps with the ball, but yeah. he made his dude fall. So I guess it's ridiculous. <laughs> like Mike too. A real struggle. Above the Rim is number four for me, man. If y'all don't know Above the Rim, that's one of the most slept-on sports movies ever, bro. R.I.P. Tupac. R.I.P. Tupac. Dwayne Brown did his thing. He was the, uh, he was right. the star of the movie. Uh, what's the Marlon movie? Williams was uh, not Williams. Marlon Wayans was in the uh, Marlon Wayans. But what's his name from The Wire, bro? Avon Barksdale. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Ace, Ace from damn. I know you're talking fool. about. It. I know you're talking about. I forgot his name. I want to say his. He because he played in Remember the Titans. He played in Remember. He yeah. played in Remember the Titans. He played Julius. Julius. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I forgot who he was in this movie, but he was basically like the sidekick to Tupac yeah. in this movie. But just the movie is so fire because it shows you like, I guess it was he had a lot of problems. I guess going before Georgetown, he had a hot head and he mm-hmm. had to get mentored by the big. What was his name? I don't. The know. mama was dating I gotta, him. I gotta remember. Damn, I don't, I don't forgot what his name was. Mama was dating him. I mean, he was basically getting mentored. Dwayne Brown was getting mentored by the dude. I don't forgot his name. What was his name? Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's him. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, shut up, shut up. I didn't know, yeah. know his real name. I yeah. thought he was trying to find out his real name. I was oh, like, I yeah, Leon, so Leon Robinson, man, he was basically being mentored by Leon Robinson. Dwayne Brown was. And he was basically a hothead. He had to calm down. He ended up going to Georgetown doing big things, but it basically told you the journey of the streetball lifestyle. And the streetball lifestyle ain't like that. Uh, Man, you know, Pop character, Bernie. Yeah. OG. Yeah. Oh, oh, he was an OG the whole time. Oh, because Bernie was the, the homeless man. Who, Bernie? Bernie Mac was the homeless man. Oh, I thought you said Bernie. I was like, no, Bernie was it? Oh, you talking oh, about, I'm talking about Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Mac. Mac. Yeah, Bernie Mac. I thought you said yeah. Bernie. I was like, Bernie had a whole team. What you talking no, about? No, Bernie. I'm talking about Bernie Mac was the homeless man. Yeah. Yeah, that stopped him out of that. That had stopped my man that Bernie out of that crazy. movie. Yeah, but a butter rim top tier movie. It basically shows you, but like the the school, the school hooping and the street hooping is a totally different game. You can get your head knocked off in this street hooping, dog, for real, because it's not a game, especially when that money on the line, right. dog. It's a whole different game than that in school lifestyle, bro, for real. And that's basically what it tell you. And like Edgar said, hey, Pac was a real character in that one, but somebody who would cut throat. I ain't like how he was doing Boogaloo. I ain't like that, though. That was Boogaloo. Win, wasn't it? Yeah, Boogaloo yeah. was just trying to be part of the team. He was just trying to help out, man. They was climbing. But what happened at the end? Oh, we know what, what happened. happened. What happened at the end? Happened. Yeah. I'm just saying, the disrespect had to stop. Like, <laughs> it had to stop. I was so upset. Yeah, bro. Legend, legendary <laughs> movie, bro. We got to give more respect to a brother. And my fifth one is Karate Kid. I'm talking about the original Karate Kid with original karate the Hispanic kid. dude. I don't forgot what his real name was. I never knew the cast of that movie. I just don't know the cast. What's the Mr. Miyagi? I don't forgot his real name too, but Mr. Miyagi was doing his thing. That's my favorite one. That's something. That's a movie I watch a lot. Repeat, repeat value. Pat Morita was Mr. Miyagi, but Daniel Larusso. Daniel Larusso. That was Ralph. Daniel Larusso. So I watched all three Karate Kids. The original. You only need to watch the first one. The second and the third, you don't need to. But the first one is legendary. Yeah, bro. Ralph Macchio was Daniel LaRusso, and Pat Morita was Mr. Miyagi. Definitely yeah. watched I that. I never movie. knew the cast of that movie. Yeah, wax on, wax on. Sweep the leg, sweep the leg. Yeah, man, Daniel Sabo. All that, man. That's all that good stuff in Karate Kid. And my honorable mention, 
honorable mention is Space Jam, bro. You gotta leave that out. But my, my honorable mention was like, come on, bro. It's the, it's the good job, bro. It's, it was a lot of good movies. We was going through. Oh, we not gonna just skip past this. Air Bud, the original Air Bud. We is not gonna go past this. He is being so disrespectful right now. Everybody knows the original Air Bud was a sports classic. I don't want to hear anything else. We never saw an animal in a sports movie like this. The Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. Another classic that is slept on. The Mighty Ducks. Air Bud. Uh, what was that Disney movie? Double Team. Double, like, now, double, double Team, team was, was fire. It was Double lit. Team was fire, bro. What was that one we were talking about earlier? With, uh, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. That movie, that movie was, was fire. fire. With Eddie it Brown. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown. Yeah, that, that movie was, was fire. fire. It was, it, was. it was a lot of fire. It was it's a lot, a lot of, of fire. A lot of Disney movies that was fire. A lot of honorable mentions. Yeah, it was a lot of Invincible. Invincible is a good one. I'm mad at um, what's called it, Mark Wahlberg, but Invincible will always be one of my favorite movies. We all know. Why. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, we all know why. Yeah, it was, it's a lot it's of good a lot. Got cars in there. You gotta throw the Sandlot in there. You have to. Sandlot, the Bad lot. News Bears. Definitely. Was another one. What's that one movie? Uh, Hardball with G Baby. G oh yeah, Baby yeah, got yeah. Come on, bro. That, that movie, that movie slept on, bro. For real, for real, bro. It's, it's jump in, jump in. No, we're not, no, no, we're not. Say no. Air Bud, you gonna, gonna say this is a classic? What are you talking about? You gonna say jump Air Bud? I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody who jump ropes, but I don't consider <laughs> jump roping a sport. It is a competition that is different. <laughs> like jump roping is not a sport. I don't know how that counts as a sports movie, but it does. Bro. Oh my. Gosh. Jump in, ooh, jump out, come on, man, that movie The fact that you know the, the lyrics. The like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, what is Kiki Palmer in this movie? Yeah. Come on, bro, we can't just pick. No, it was, it was an okay movie, but we're okay. not for the throw it at sports movies. We can't throw it at sports movies. We Kiki Palmer, but that's, that's all the ones. These are the Disney ones. Yeah, bro. It's, it's, it, was, it was some good movies. It was, it was some, some good, good ones, bro. It's a Definitely some classic. You got to respect Air Bud. Not, not a football one and the baseball and the volleyball. I ain't talking about it. I'm talking about the original Air Bud where he played basketball. That yeah. one, the 1997 one. That is the OG classic Air Bud. And then you say Ali. You say Ali. Oh, yeah. Man. Ali with Will Smith. Uh, it was another one. There's one more we said. Ali is one of the greatest movies Will Smith 42? ever did. 42. Another classic sports movie that y'all need to see, Chad with Bozeman. I'm pretty sure everybody has seen it, but if you haven't, make sure you do. Never seen Creed. You, he's never seen he's either never, of the Creed's. Never Creed seen. is going down as one of the best boxing movies of all time. Not even going to lie to you. It's not even that many fighting movies in general. But Creed, bro, it was exactly like Rocky, no, bro. No, was it? No, it wasn't. It was similar, but it was not exactly right. He didn't even see it yet. He already judged it. <laughs> similar, because I already knew. They already told you the storyline. It's Apollo Creed, son. He going to be fighting. He going to be trained by Rock. We know what the deal is. Okay, but you got to see the acting. The acting makes it so much better. We didn't even say Longest Yard, Gridiron Game. Oh, yeah, Longest oh, Yard, Gridiron Game. The Water Boy. That's what's the Water Boy. That was going to be my honorable mention before I put Space Jam. Water Boy is one of the funniest. Damn there, everything we're saying right now are honorable. Yeah, 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 rebound. Yeah. No, we're not counting that. We're not counting that movie. We're not. Mr. Woodcock, for real though. Mr. Woodcock. Mr. Was Woodcock. Was Mr. Woodcock. We're not counting rebound. <laughs> I, I, I like Martin Lawrence, but we are not counting rebound. We're not. Uh, no, that movie was so low budget. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that movie. I, I can't count that. I mm. really can't. Cool Runnings. Cool that was a. That's a very good movie. A lot of young people, I don't think, have seen that movie. That's a good one. But yeah, that's it.
Hello everybody, this is Quincy Hicks here to just give you an update that this next part that you will be listening to is from June 18th. This is our current events topic from that podcast. We had split it in half. This is when we talked about J. Cole, the PS5, uh, No Name, and uh, a couple of more topics. And we just wanted to put it out for you guys. Enjoy. Let's move on to current events, man. So one of the biggest current events that come out is the PS5. The PS5. Five. Ladies, Ladies, I don't know who finna buy me this PS5, but I, I need somebody to buy me this PS5. You gotta I come out of your pockets, big dog. I don't wanna buy it myself. I what they running? What they said the price was? They they probably never gonna drop the price for those seven sixties. They is not the PS4 wasn't even six hundred. Whoa, they dropped the price. No, they didn't. Bro. PS5 price. Everybody else but PlayStation dropped the price for the PlayStation. Five. So I people probably. was they said four ninety nine. Hell no, that thing ain't gonna be no $4.99. $4.99 is the usual price. When they when they first come out, it's $4.99. You dead ass? Yes. When the PS4 came out, when it first came out, it was like $4.99. I thought it was that many the six. What the Xbox was about five. I know the Xbox was about five when it came out. Anybody saying $700 or higher for a damn game system, they're lying to you. I'm telling y'all. Everybody but PlayStation is giving the price of the PlayStation 5. <laughs> Until I see PlayStation give a price, I'm not gonna say what the price is. Hold on, bro. So I'm seeing a lot of. So they saying it might be four fifty. I'm, t- I'm not believing nobody until PlayStation say it. Cause the Xbox is usually always higher than the PS4 or the PS5. Ladies, I just need y'all to know it ain't gonna be seven hundred something. I don't want you thinking you spend almost thousand dollars on me. Half a thousand, yeah, but third of a thousand though. Say seven fifty. I'm not paying over seven hundred dollars for a game. Nah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like five. I'm not paying anything over six for a game system. But we seen the trailers that came out with Spider Man, bro. We seen it what came out with the PS Five. Miles Morales, Spider Man. That's what I'm saying. It, the two K looked the same, more sweatier. Let, let me let me dive into it. Let bro. me say this. Dive into it. Two K. <laughs> we don't give a shit. I don't. I didn't even get um, the game this year. We don't give a shit about the graphics. <laughs> we know what y'all can do with the graphics. We've been seeing it for years now. We know the graphics can be raw. <laughs> It feels like I can rub Zion's sweat off his face. I get it. The gameplay, that's what we need fixing. If all y'all finna do is update the graphics and keep the trash gameplay that's been had for the past two seasons on 2K, we don't want it at all. Now, that was my address to 2K. Let me say this. Grand Theft Auto, if y'all don't drop six, I know something. They gonna drop six. Nobody yeah. wants Grand Theft Auto Five renewed and remastered. Oh, they think about doing that? They gonna do it. They oh, already they're doing that. <laughs> they're milking Grand Theft Auto Five. That's the came out in 2013. Like Grand Theft Auto Five came out in 2013, and now seven years later, <laughs> renewed and remastered after all this online play that y'all have. What else are y'all gonna do? Just don't do anything else with Five until you drop six. Like that's all I'm gonna say. Like, That's I, true, I, I really get pissed off seeing people still play Grand Theft Auto. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, bro, it's getting out of control. Getting out of control. Like, Seven years go by? Why has the new game no, not been made? But here's here's my take on it. I'm not mad that they're taking so long making it because the way they making it sound or how Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to be, oh, it's going to take them a long time to do it. Because you yeah. got to think. Seven years, that's a long time to update graphics. Like, so, like, the graphics on Grand Theft Auto 5, the way they're talking about how six gonna be, you know the graphics gonna be so serious. Yeah. So you gotta get the graphics, you gotta get the map on how big and detailed the map gonna be, like how detailed the mission's gonna be, 
how many missions is going to be on this thing. New characters. Like, it, new characters. Be me, me and Titan, like, we stay, we used to stay up nights playing games. We'd be Grand Theft Auto in, like, three or four days. Like, it took us a couple of days to be Grand Theft Auto. Like, anybody that tell you they beat their game in one night, they're lying to you. Like, their game took at least 48, 72 hours to beat. I mm-hmm. promise you. And that's playing nonstop. So, six is going to definitely take a week probably to beat that game. And that's nonstop play. I'm not even joking. I'm not even into those type of games, to be honest. You got to be. I sold saw, saw my game system, bro. I don't even got an Xbox uh, One no more, bro. First off, I'm tired Xbox, of it all. Xbox is terrible. Let, let's just get That's it. not cap like niggas wasn't having a 360, bro. Everybody left the Xbox community when they went up to a one. Everybody got a PS4. I don't know why everybody left. Because everyone knows PlayStation. What's the best selling game console of all time? PS2. Of course. PlayStation yeah. runs this shit. Niggas know. The, the Elite, PlayStation, the Elite was on the PlayStation Elite was on the 360. PlayStation runs this shit. That's all I'm telling you. Y'all got it. Y'all got it for the PlayStation 4. But for the, for the Xbox One, y'all got it over the Xbox One. But y'all ain't gonna act like Xbox 360 wasn't lit. Nah. It was straight. Okay, it was, okay. It was, it was straight. It was a good second. Bro, when the, P- when the PS2 came out, we were still on the Xbox, the original Xbox. When y'all had upgraded the PS3, uh, Xbox 360 was beating out PS2. It was. I that's what I'm that. saying. But the PS2, the PS2 was still being out the 360, and that's a whole different Ooh, no! Because, look, it came out like the Xbox and the PS2. Our PS1 came out last season. Then the PS2 came out before the Xbox 360. A lot of niggas still on PS2 before they decided to go to 360. They were still on that That's PS2. what I'm saying, because you gave them you gave them something new before Xbox did. You feel what I'm saying? It was Xbox and PS1. Then you gave him a PlayStation 2. It's like, damn, I guess I get the PlayStation. PlayStation. Xbox just costs too much, honestly, bro. I don't know why they're like $100 more every time. It don't, don't make sense. Xbox sucks. Xbox, first off, y'all got that little dumb behind ring of death. Like, Oh, I, I had that one time. Yep, see? Don't get that with PlayStation. Y'all servers go down more. Don't think we beat that. We keep track. I don't know. I don't, like I said, I play two games. I play Madden. I play two games. Yeah, I don't play I, none of them other games. I, I, like I don't. I, I don't <laughs> play none of them other games, bro. I don't play Grand Theft. Halo was never my game. I don't play Xbox. Don't play Halo. I don't play, bro. I've played Xbox my whole life, and I played Two K, NBA Live, uh, the college NBA games, Two K. That's version. really like being a PlayStation person and not playing Red Dead or yeah. Spider Man. Like I, I played none of that. And when I was kids, bro, I played Yu Gi Oh on the Xbox, Yu Gi Oh Pokemon. When I got up to Xbox 360, it was NBA Street Home Court. Oh, when I was playing the street football games. Oh, too. yeah, yeah. I was playing the street football games. If you had a PlayStation 2, oh, you had um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Like, you had it. Like, it was like, mandatory. I ain't never played none of them games. You had to have San Andreas. Like, I didn't trust you as a PlayStation owner that you didn't <laughs> have San Andreas. Yeah, bro, I ain't had none of them damn games, bro. Always been just sports and then stuck to it. But let's move on to B. Simone. She was she was in the headlines a lot this past week. She said a couple of weeks ago, was it last week? How she didn't want a nine to five nigga. Now it come out that her book ain't real and it's plagiarized. It's like Beast Beast Simone really getting hit with a lot of facts this week. It's crazy. I'm not mad at her. Everybody else mad at her for having a type. She what she said was stupid. I don't like the fact that she 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 didn't word herself correctly the very first time she said what she said. Mm-hmm. She came out and said, "There's nothing wrong with a nine to five dude. I just personally don't want a nine to five dude." 
I don't want a nine five dude. I I've reached the point of where I'm at a high level of entrepreneurship, and I don't want to date anybody outside of that. I want to date somebody who is an entrepreneur who has the same mindset as me, who got the same goals as me. That's all she said. Like y'all took it as oh, so a nine five dude can't have that type of mindset that you got. Blah blah blah. To her, that's how no. she. That's how she said it. That, that's how she said that's it. That's how she said and it. That's though. why it sounded wrong because yeah. she didn't word herself correctly. But when she read, when she made videos afterwards, restate herself, people was like, "Nah, you said this, blah blah." blah. I'm like, "Y'all just do the most cancel cancel culture on Twitter and Instagram." Yeah, it's, it's out of control, like, bro. It's out of control. You bro. can apologize, and they won't accept it because they think you're faking. And then you cannot apologize, and people just think you're an asshole. So it, it's a lose lose situation. Really, bro? It, it, yeah, like it don't said, matter what you say. It really don't. The cancel so culture is out of control. Once you put yourself in the grave, they're not letting you get out, bro. We in a time where we need to be uplifting each other. That's why it don't make sense. We're supposed to be uplifting now, each one, other and we dividing the community. One thing I came back up on is a book. She, it, it is proven that she got a lot of plagiarism, plagiarism from yeah. other people for that book, and you can't do that, especially for your first book. Bro, Man, that, come on, she said she also, bro, she made a, a book about manifestation of people's dreams, a manifestation, made a, a manifestation for her dreams. And she plagiarized that. Like, why wouldn't you write your own book and write about your own story? Why I would you outsource your, your first book? I seen a lot of pages in that book, and a lot of pages weren't even, like, legit. It was scrapbook type. Like, it was scrapbook type. Yeah. So I'm like, well, dang, I mean, first off, how many pages is this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and second off, like, it's not that much content. Like, it's not. <laughs> it was a lot of pictures. It was a lot of pictures. It wasn't that much content. It was a lot of pictures in there, bro. So I was like, how am I supposed to benefit anything off of this? I didn't even know she had a book. That's why I was like, wow, she got a book. I knew she had a book. Like, it's just a bump in the road for her that she got to learn from. We got to, we got to, we got to do better, black folk, man. We got to uplift each other. We can criticize each other, but the way we just completely tear each other down. Exactly, bro. That shit is ridiculous, bro. Come on. Come on, dog. Especially in these times. The white fuck, the white man ain't even gotta do nothing. We splitting each other. They killing us out here, and we still going going against each other. What the hell is going on out here, man? Uplift each other and support black business, dog. For real shit. Let's move on to J Cole, somebody who another victim of the cancel culture for I don't know what reason. Y'all should be ashamed. A damn shame. Ashamed of y'all ashamed of yourself. Let me go ahead. Let me let me say. Let me let me get. No, I'm, I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna let you go. No, I'm gonna just set the scene. So J. Cole this week dropped this song called Snow on the Blood. And in a couple of verses in a couple of lines in the song was that he wanted it was so the song it was about no name, basically. The it, rapper, it, singer no name. It wasn't even about that artist. In general. It, in general. He didn't, it was he didn't not say about her name. Artist. He didn't say her name, but a lot of people were assuming it was no name. The whole song was not about her. Oh no, the whole like, song was everybody not. trying to make it sound like he yeah. made the song strictly about no. He addressed her like one time. Exactly. He addressed her one time. He said a couple of lines about her. And it wasn't even no disrespectful really lines. Wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. I forgot what he was. He called her a queen. Like, called her a queen, but he said you're, what you were saying, the tone is bothering me. He's basically saying that you're condescending, basically, in yeah. the points that you make. Everything that you're saying and, is real condescending. And he checked himself. He yeah. checked himself for the song. He was like, I, I ain't been speaking up that much. Like, I'm, I'm not using my platform the way I should right now, blah, blah, blah. Like, J. Cole literally was criticizing himself in the song. Yeah. You know, so uh, I just want people to know, J. people like J. Cole, not even just music artists, I'm just talking about celebrities in general, people like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Dave Chappelle, like, people like that, they've been giving these messages 
Joey like, badass. Like, a lot of people sleep Joey on him. Joey badass, like yeah. hops in to a degree. Yeah. I don't always like his rap style, but anybody who like really like rap, you've been listening to Hopsin since like his YouTube days. Like um, he's been like giving subliminal messages about stuff like this too. And these artists and entertainers have been saying stuff for a long time. So when they don't speak right now, I don't say nothing because it's like, like remember how we were saying Kendrick ain't saying nothing yet? Kendrick been saying something for years. Exactly. So if it's one person that I don't mind not speaking right now, it's hey, Kendrick. That's what I was been saying. Talking. Same that's... thing with J. Cole right yeah. now. Like, the main people who've been saying stuff, y'all ain't been paying attention, but now y'all want them to talk. And they're like, no, we've been saying something. That's like, what I'm saying. That's what just I... go back and listen to the songs I made. Like, exactly. I'm not going to make a new song for y'all. That's what I was like, saying on the podcast where it was, there's no justice, no peace. Everybody was coming at him, but he'd been making this pro-black exactly. music for years, since exactly. 2010. He be coming out with his pro black. Temple music. Butterfly is literally one of the best albums to listen to right now. Come if you wanna, on! If you want to get that black pride, to Temple Butterfly is like what you need. To one of to. the best albums ever exactly. made, dog. Exactly. And y'all criticizing him, criticizing him for what? He's already gave you his words on his piece. Because now y'all, as the masses, are finally fed up, and now you want to hear something like that. So let let's transition into this. Little baby made a song, the bigger picture. Loved it. I'm glad that he used his platform as a young artist, not just an artist, a young artist who got the young de demographic by the neck right now. He chose to use his platform to make an inspirational song in light of what's going on. The lyrics were great. The message was great. Everything. All of these young people are calling Jay, not Jayco, uh, Lil Baby the GOAT right now. I'm, Lil Baby is like the hottest rapper in the game right now, but they're really calling him that because of the song he just made. And I feel like it's because Sometimes it's not always the message. It has to be the messenger. J. Cole and Kendrick in their 30s, so and they were in their late 20s. So anybody younger than us right now, they're not going to vibe with their music. And they don't make the music to be hits. Like Lil, mm. Baby, Lil Baby song is on the radio. Like it's, it's, out, it's a mainstream song. It's on a track beat. It's on a beat that you want to listen to. A lot of young people want to listen to. So when J. Cole and Kendrick make songs that are inspirational for black causes, it's on mellow beats, it's on harmonic beats, it's, it's on beats to where all you really need to do is listen to the words. With Lil Baby song, The Bigger Picture, it's like you got the bass in the background, you got the beat that's flowing, so it makes you want to listen to the words that he's saying. And it's the fact that he's an artist that's popular with the young crowd, so they're, exactly. they're automatically going to want to listen to him. So I feel like that's why they're holding little baby up here and they're criticizing J. Cole and Kendrick yeah. right now. Bro, and let's not let's not act like these killers just started this summer, bro, exactly. or this year. They, they like these 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 things have been happening. That's why they these Kendrick and the Cole's been making this type of music. Let's not forget about Mike Brown and the Trayvon Martin. This didn't just happen this year, bro. These boys been making this music since the early 2010s. Too early, uh, late two thousands. And let's not forget that, bro. It, it's other artists out there. It's other who, artists, yeah. Who um who don't really speak as much as I would want them to. And some of them, my favorite artists, you know, and stuff like that. I was listening to Drake today. I, you know, I was criticizing Drake a couple weeks ago on the No Justice No Peace thing that we did, mm. and I was saying he needs to speak up. But I I remember back on the song that he did. Uh, I can't remember the song, but he was like, "If I hold my tongue on it, I get crucified." You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like I, I had to have a moment of, of like realization. It's like, damn, like he we we do really live in that society right now. Well, if yeah. If you don't say nothing, you get crucified. We see it with Cole. Oh, yeah. Shit. And if we have to force you to say something, when you finally do, we don't accept it because it's like we feel Too like we, we had to make you say something. Exactly, bro. So 
And this is why I, mean, I had texted to one of my boys. I say niggas don't really listen to the song. Uh, it was he was getting a lot of female hate because I guess he was going out of female artists. It was a lot of black women hate. I felt it was yeah, more. I was him. like, what? I was like, he called her a queen and said he just don't respect your tone. Not, not respect. He just don't accept your tone. That's yeah, because he was saying don't come at him condescending. Yeah. Come at him with a friendly tone. You got to speak to him like children. Like he like came that. at her as polite as possible, and it was a lot of black women on Twitter like, no, you're disrespectful. I was like, he he came at you the nicest way possible. Like, but a lot of people had a problem with it because in these times, why are you making a song about her? Why are yeah. you not making a song about the what's actually going on? Yeah. But he did say he felt like he wasn't doing enough and he felt like no name is out here giving people the words and the power, but the way she was saying it just isn't the way he would do it or she right. should change her approach. But a lot of people like And I well, like the fact that he did not apologize. J. Yes. Cole did not apologize. And y'all know I'm big on that. Anybody that knows me know I'm big on that. Shout out my friend Desire. She made a tweet that said she does not like when celebrities like make these fake apologies or whatever. No, stand on what you say. You said what you said and you meant what you meant. Yeah. Like, and don't apologize. Unless it's something you truly do feel sorry for, don't apologize just to apologize. Like, I'm mad he even came out with the tweets afterward. Even though he yeah. didn't apologize, I was like, I'm mad he even explaining himself to all yeah. these people that don't agree with him. Like, Cole, bro, we hear you, dog. We heard exactly. Yeah, we the, we the heard real exactly people, what the real fans. Literally, bro. They want to dissect they want to dissect your words, take it how they take it. Cole, we heard you. Exactly. We heard that you ain't as smart as maybe the, the next person. But we know you trying. Exactly. But and we know that you not feel like you're not doing enough, but still you're you, out there in the field. You've been at these protests, you've been showing your face, like even before all of this, like years ago. Years with, ago. Uh, with Mike Brown and all the Eric Garner, all the type of you've been at protests, you've been showing face, you've been giving black fists up in the air. You've been making the music, like, you've been using your platform to the fullest, yeah, bro. So bro. The, the people now who finally decide to get in their feelings, like, no, don't worry about that stuff, bro. Come on, man. That's all I was like. When he came out with the tweets afterwards, I was like, man, he really ain't have to do that, bro. Cole, I, was, I was like, Chris, I was like, ooh, J. Cole Trinder, let me see what's being said. That's what I said, I, too, bro. I see the slander. I was like, no. Bro, that shook the hell out of me, bro. I was like, what? And first of all, Cole, I feel like, is the only, him and Kendrick, like, the only nigga that could drop on a random Tuesday, bro. I feel like he's there the only people to do some random shit like that. And it's crazy. I, I went back and listened to the song. I was like, maybe I missed a verse or something. Let me, let me see if he actually said something disrespectful. I listened to the same time. I was like, he said nothing. He like, said nothing disrespectful. Said nothing disrespectful I kept all. listening to the song when it first came out. I'm like, okay. I like I like Edgar just said, I'm checking. I'm seeing him trending. I'm like, oh, they, let me see the compliments he's getting. See, he's getting slandered for what he said. And No Name just came out with a song today. I'm guessing she was going at J. Cole or whatever. I really didn't listen to the song. They said it wasn't on Apple Music uh, yet when I tried to click on it. But I'm guessing she was going at him, talking to him or whatever. And I see it's a lot of people on her side like, yeah, get on her, get on him, no name. Get on him, no name. No name, dog. I'm one of your fans, bro. I've been listening to you since Telephone. I rock with you heavy. But, man, that man wasn't talking down to you, and you know that. But I understand why people are saying, okay, why are you making a song about her? You could be making a song about what's going on. I understand that point, but still, he said nothing. Exactly. He said nothing. I ain't tripping on it. Yeah, bro. Shout out to J. Cole. Keep the fist up, bro, and keep learning. We all need to learn, just like Cole, because we all out here, we probably don't got average IQs or whatever, but we all people just trying to learn, and we trying to, you know what I'm saying, be better black folks in this community, man. That's all we trying to do. If y'all don't understand You're basically saying, like, Teach me, help me. That's whatever what whatever you know that I don't know, tell me. Like, tell tell me, me, but just not in a kind of way where I feel away. Don't do it the way you trying to outvote me. Exactly. Like, and that's what and that's what happens on the social media. Like when somebody don't know nothing, it's like, oh, you don't know this. Oh, you don't know that. Like, damn nigga, teach me something yeah, instead of coming right. at my neck for not knowing it. 
Sorry, I don't know everything. Exactly. <laughs> Teach me some shit, nigga. I'm sorry, I don't know everything. Bro. Exactly, bro. We got to come out at a different angle. Anyway, that's all I need to say, bro. All right, what you feel? We still love you, bro. And they was talking about canceling Cole and Kitty. Are you I serious? Don't, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even try to acknowledge hey, culture anymore. I they really said know. we. We go cancel them? Because the people that really <laughs> should be canceled are not getting canceled. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, I don't care. Exactly. Y'all but still it, listening to Takashi like he just the best nigga out there. I don't want to hear none of that. I, I There's a lot of people that should have been canceled that are not. I don't canceled, that. So. Yeah. Or y'all canceling for two weeks. And then that's <laughs> we, we should be canceling Chick-fil-A. Oh! We should be canceling Chick-fil-A. I was thinking Chick-fil-A. about that shit the other day. We should cancel Chick-fil-A. Because not only did we find out that they support Trump, the CEO of Chick-fil-A said slavery was a blessing. He put the icing on the cake. Me too. He, they put the icing Me on the too. cake for y'all to be like, y'all don't get to eat him no more. Y'all still like, we're still gonna get the same. That's what I'm <laughs> saying, bro. Edgar, speak to these niggas, dog. Like, oh, bro, like, I'm glad you brought that up, bro. I was thinking about that the other day. Y'all are really cool for that because y'all cancel everybody else, or y'all try to quote unquote cancel everybody else, but y'all don't cancel Chick Fil A, bro. It's all these other places, bro. It's all these and other we, cool places. We've been out sharing there. all these threads of black restaurants and whatnot. Y'all get over hey, y'all, y'all, y'all don't want to get overpriced by black restaurants, but y'all will take racial discrimination from Chick-fil-A. And they overpriced? Come on, dog. Y'all think Chick-fil-A healthy, man. They're killing us slowly, just like the rest of this fast food. I ain't gonna say that. No, Chick-fil-A is I mean, killing they're fast, us. They're fast food at the end of the day, but they're pretty healthy. Man. They're killing us slowly, just like the rest of these fast foods, dog. Yeah. Don't get fooled by it, bro. That's why I'm seeing everybody stand up for Chick-fil-A. I'm why? Not, I'm trying not to eat Chick-fil-A like that. Really I'm cutting yeah, on Chick-fil-A, Star- period. Starbucks, y'all done had Strike 2 I didn't never go to Starbucks. <laughs> no, I, I'm a big Starbucks fan. Y'all done had Strike 2 with me when y'all told that, cut. that worker recently um, that she couldn't uh, – it was it was like a year or two ago when y'all made a worker take his Black Lives Matter shirt off or something uh, like that. Mm-hmm. And then recently, y'all made a female – a black female employee take a Black Lives Matter, Matter mask off but encouraged her to wear Pride Month stuff. No offense to the gay community or whatever, but why are we allowed to express interest in sexualities that aren't ours, but we can't represent our own culture? Like, you know what I'm saying? We're so y'all, y'all apologized real quick, and y'all made it okay, but y'all y'all definitely had strike two in me just then with that. So Chick-fil-A strike two, Starbucks strike two, but I don't even want to make room for strike three. I'm at the point where I'm trying to move on to other Fuck brands. Fuck Chick-fil-A. So. Fuck Starbucks. Period. I ain't eating that Chick-fil-A no more. I ain't eating that. I never ate at Starbucks. I ain't never drunk no coffee from that at all. I ain't finna sit and say I'm just for the cold turkey right now because I know it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But I'm slowly going to progress away from going there. Hey, McDonald's, we here for you, dog. We, we, we see you, dog. We, you, no I don't, even, I don't even eat McDonald's right now. Though. I still I really eat McDonald's. Don't. McDonald's, Wendy's. Bro, McDonald's went downhill once they started looking you real. Think, you think McDonald's downhill? Bro, they always going to be in stock, bro, because, oh, because the, young, the, they young, the young people. The brand. And the young people. Nah, they don't really got young people. Like they that. do, bro. Not like how they used to. Bro, all the parents. Oh, yeah. I was just talking to my mom about that, bro. The young people are always going to go to McDonald's because it's the cheapest school option, bro. Not because. No, I'm talking about from the standpoint of McDonald's really used to be the fun place to go. Not just because oh. of the cheap. McDonald's really used to be real good, used to have a real kid environment, a real youthful environment, and the food was cheap. Now, they only go because the food was cheap. 
Like that's it. That's a terrible. And reason. Happy Meals ain't as cheap as they used to be. Happy Meals like four ninety nine. And Happy like, Meals crazy. don't even like they don't give you the same feeling. Yeah, exactly. No like or none of that. Like I still got my two. The essence of McDonald's is nothing what it used to be. So. I still it's bang with brand. you. It's just the brand of McDonald's will never go away. I still bang with you. As long as you don't come out with nothing crazy. Now, McDonald's could be some harsh. That would be hard for me, honestly. I wouldn't lie to you. McDonald's would be a hard. I, I really got to be in the mood to eat McDonald's. I have to. I'm going to McDonald's after this podcast. <laughs> for real, <laughs> I have bro. To be in the mood, man. No, bro. But let's move on, bro. We, we took on that cover. We're moving on to Russell Westbrook is producing a Black Wall Street documentary. Let's give it a clap up. Because I don't think a lot of people know about the Black Wall Street period and how, yeah. that, how that was running for a long time, bro. And shout out to the Watchmen, because in the beginning of the Watchmen series, they, they did a lot of flashbacks to what happened during that time, how the white people really ran over the whole Black Wall Street and what everything we were doing and flourishing in that community, bro. So shout out to Watchmen for throwing that uh, flashback in there, bro. But how excited are you for this documentary? I'm excited because this is this is proving the point of what we said earlier, how Russell Westbrook will be Mr. OKC as opposed to KD. He always going to be the backbone of that Oklahoma City Thunder franchise because Tulsa, Oklahoma, a real, a real, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, landmark? A real landmark in the state of Oklahoma, the city of Tulsa, mm-hmm. not just for not just for the Black Wall Street that was there, but just in general, that city being one of the biggest cities mm-hmm. to go to, the greatest yeah. cities. Attractions, to to. I guess. Yeah, yeah. attractions, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I just love the fact that he's using his platform to really shine a light <laughs> on that, to show a lot of the youth that this is what we used to do. This is the greatness that we used to exemplify. Like, we didn't used to have to worry about the, the common Wall Street. We had our own Wall Street. Like, that's why a lot of people are trying to really get black banks back. Exactly. Like, because if we get to where we in charge of our own currency on how we handle it, and we get to handle, like, giving giving each other our own loans and stuff like that, man, they're not ready ready for it, bro. The world ain't ready. The world ain't ready, but we're going to make them ready. Hey, hey, bro, I've been doing a lot of stocks recently, bro, and this one stock that we doing, uh, that's a bank. It's a black bank. Let me look it up for you right now. Uh, BYFC is it? It's Broadway Financial, and that's a black bank, and that's a, getting a lot of stockage right now, bro. Especially with Juneteenth coming around, everything going on in the world, they starting to get back into the black supporting thing theme. And with Broadway Trump having, I think Trump's still gonna have his rally or whatever in Tulsa tomorrow on Juneteenth. Um, the disrespect. Oh uh, yeah, Friday. Friday is Juneteenth, yeah. so he he's gonna have his his rally or whatever he's doing in Tulsa. Like that that's that's a real slap in the face as far as I'm concerned. So it's good news hearing what Russell is doing in regards to Tulsa and the in the Black Walls. So. Yeah, man. Shout out to Russ, man. Like I said, we all try to get educated at the end of the day. And I think that's gonna show a lot of education and give give people information that they didn't have before. A lot of people get told uh, get told stories about Black Wall Street, but it feel like something that was so far off when it yeah. really wasn't. To where, and it's also like most of the people who tell us about it, they can't really go in depth like how they want. They just make sure they tell us that there was a Black Wall Street. Like, yeah. Because I know with my parents, my my dad and my mom kind of too, they can speak on it a little bit more because my dad was like alive during the 60s and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. he, he has a better memory on the stories he was told about it and stuff like that. So, but not everybody's parents my age are, are the same as mine. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, bro. So shout out to Russell Westbrook, bro. We are looking forward to that documentary. 
And that is it for this podcast. This is a lengthy pod. Lengthy we, pod. We might have to start? slice this in half. <laughs> yeah, this was real so, lengthy. First off, we did a lot of rambling, but we covered a lot of topics that I know y'all wanted to hear. Yeah, man. So we, we tried to keep this strictly sports, but it was real hard. It was real yeah, hard. With yeah. everything going on in the world, it, nothing is really staying on regiment right now. But we hope y'all staying safe during this coronavirus time. Make sure everybody stays safe. Uh, make sure y'all continue to sanitize. Wear masks when you are out in public. Uh, yeah, just just stay prayed up. Do what you got to do. Those Man. of you who working, be thankful you got a job. Those of you not working, hope y'all get employed again soon. And hopefully we get somewhat back to normal. Uh, I heard the second wave coming soon. Honestly, I heard yeah, the second wave coming. Everybody just keep. They, they're saying that to try to scare everybody. Everybody just stay doing what you're doing. If you feel like you've been doing right, being sanitary, just keep doing what you're doing. The, the wave ain't going to hit you if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So, and, that just, and that really don't make sense to me, bro, because they tell you to stay out of certain stores or to wear your mask, stay six feet apart. But we always walking in grocery stores, and we're never six feet apart in the grocery store. Because we're always I, right next to each other. I think it's because they're trying to not make it so strict to where we just – like are paranoid all the time. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to give us leeway and just manage ourselves and make sure we maintain six feet. Cause if they if they have to instruct you, stay six feet, stay six feet, it's gonna feel like we're in a like <laughs> dictatorship. Like yeah. almost like they're they're giving us the chance to as citizens amongst ourselves to stay six feet apart from each other. Okay. But so, yeah, yeah, man, we appreciate y'all for listening. Edgar. You know, with the social media. You can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at Q underscore and underscore E underscore podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page, Q and sign E Podcast, our YouTube channel, uh, QD Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscription button and make sure you hit the notification bell and hit the word all. Oh, yeah. And we're also posting clips now, other podcasts. We're posting clips now. I just posted a couple of clips last week. Dalvin Cook clip and a K Cunningham clip. I feel like it's gonna get more viewers that way. So yeah, yeah, post some post some promo clips and whatnot. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, our email q a n d e podcast at gmail Make sure you hit us up on there for any questions, concerns, fan mail, business inquiries, anything like that. Just want to say hi, tell us you're a fan or whatever. That's great. Uh, Blue Collar Media Group. Uh, we are a part of their AMT MV Sports. We're a part of those two platforms. Make sure you check those out. Check out their websites and their Twitter. Check out all the talent that both of those companies have. Uh, there are plenty of people out there like us spreading news and entertainment. Um, they ain't like us, but they do the same. <laughs> shout out to Steve. Yeah, shout out to Steve. Uh, well, uh, who else? Um, I think that's it. That's it. Oh, follow me on Twitter, Q, uh, Q underscore Hicks 3. On Twitter, follow Edgar at EggerMartin97 on Twitter. And his IG is EggerMartinOfficial. Also, subscribe to my YouTube, man. I make YouTube videos uh, separately from the podcast. I got I just came out with a most underrated Tim Brown. Came out with a how good was Jerry Stackhouse, overshadowed legends videos. So I'm gonna start pushing those out at least once a week, bro. So definitely start checking those out, bro. Uh, and yeah, I think that is it. Subscribe to all our podcast platforms. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio. We everywhere. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we there, bro. We appreciate y'all for listening, and we out. Peace.